Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Josh. And uh, today we have a very special guest with us. My name's Julian McGoy. I'd like <laughs> Revenge Sevenfold the band. <laughs> um, he's Julian. <laughs> it's Julian, apparently. I'm glad to be here. No. <laughs> uh, no, we do have a very special guest with us. Brad from Cinema Speak Podcast. Brad, what's up? Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. This is, this is. I, I feel like I'm like, uh, you know, normally I'm the one that's like leading off the charge. This is great to be in like just kicking back and relaxing. Yeah. It's all on you guys. Like, yeah. Take oh, the load yeah, off. Yeah. Sometimes, well, on Kyle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Always putting a load on, baby. You know oh, Kyle saying? loves it. Uh, yeah, no, sometimes it's nice to just kick back and... Just give your thoughts on a movie. You don't want to. You don't want to be like in charge. You're like you're you're sweating at the mic. You know that's too much pressure. You just want to lean back a little bit, relax, and all of my mental groove. focus is on the movie we're reviewing. So I I don't know how you guys are going to review this movie and get the like technical side of things going. I mean, good luck. But <laughs> well, we need all of our mental focus because today we are reviewing men. Mental a movie focus. totally about oh, yeah. mental <laughs> mentality. Yeah, something like that. Men mentality, maybe. Men mentality. You know, maybe. I mean, that's who's to say you'll find out. Legit. Uh, yeah, Jacob is not with us because he he's dead. Is a fucking idiot. He had men mentality. And he's <laughs> he a couldn't ass. handle men. He couldn't nope, couldn't handle it. it. Too so, much uh, dong. Way too much dong for Jacob. Jail. <laughs> so. yeah. Jail. <laughs> had, to, uh, had to put him in jail. Um. So yeah, Jacob's not with us, but uh, we. I mean, obviously, we're 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 good. Increasing, <laughs> we're increasing production value by replacing him with Brad, right? Yeah, I, tenfold. I like, would not go that far. Everybody agrees with that. I think it's a decrease, of, in my opinion. Mm. But I, I appreciate the uh, the no. thought. I appreciate the thought. <laughs> I, I mean, Jake, I've got I've got shoes to fill here. Jacob's the man. Here, okay, okay. All you so have to do is be loud. The if loudest anybody, of us three, and you're good. If anybody's missing Jacob, let's just let's just get his review of Men out of the way right now. I liked it. All right. <laughs> We're good. All right, so here's Jacob. Here we go. Moving on from yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, huge episode coming. We got men. We got the first time ever that we will be able to do micro reviews because that's true. We can officially Brad has stolen micro reviews from <laughs> the <laughs> table. You copyright permission, trademark permission for this one episode only. Exactly. <laughs> so micro reviews that the term that fits perfectly with our show, we will actually be able to use here in this episode. So we have micro reviews yeah. coming your way. When you guys brought that up and you were like, man, <laughs> I, I felt kind of guilty. I'm like, man, that would fit perfect with your show. Hey, that, you know, that is a perfect fit. Hey, early bird gets the worm and it's we true. were we were late to the game. So uh, it's all on you. Um, <laughs> you stole our worm. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate you guys for coming up with the nano reviews. I mean, that's, that's hey, a good that's, name, too. It's a good yeah, name, yeah. too. It I works. mean, for, for yeah, if we're talking beer and movies, you know, yeah, that's that's a good name. But um, yeah, we'll, we will have micro slash nano reviews for the first time. Gonna be mano, huge. mano reviews for men. There you go. Mano, mano reviews. <laughs> reviews. Yeah. Just, I mean, that's every review from us. Mano reviews. Oh yeah. Reviews from men. So. <laughs> um, Cancel. All right. All that and more coming your way. Um, how are you guys doing? Great. I'm doing great. Brad, got to see Fantastic. the lovely city of Jackson here. I, yeah. So I mean, we you got a little bit of taste of Jack Nasty. Just give us mm-hmm. a brief synopsis here, real quick. 
I feel like you guys were really like downplaying it a little bit. Like I kept saying like, oh, this is a cool place. And you guys are like, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> like, like, no, I mean, it's like really nice. And you're like, no, it's, you know, it's, it it's not it a shithole. Like, <laughs> like, well, yeah, I mean, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, there's not a lot of nice That's, restaurants, breweries, pretty cool place. Yeah. I mean, we did, to be fair, we did try to show you like the highlights, the best of the best. Yeah. But um, you didn't take me down any back alleys or yeah, or yeah, you know, shooting up drugs and, and shit like that. Yeah, that's for next there's, time. There's plenty yeah, yeah. of that. <laughs> the real Jackson. Yeah, that's right? next yeah. time. Yeah, there's yeah. plenty of that to go around. But all right, um, all right. fair enough. I mean, I'm glad your experience was good because I mean, Jackson, it, it gets a bad rap, but it deserves not as bad of a rap as it gets. So all I'll say is we went to what was it, the Dirty Bird? Dirty Bird. Mm-hmm. And you guys were like, you got to get the chicken tenders. Uh, yeah. And they were amazing. <laughs> I have to say, they were amazing chicken tenders. I was so hungry. I thought about getting the five. Thank God I didn't. Because I'm i I'm a little in misery right now after the three. Yeah, you Those inhaled them too. Big, I was so hungry. <laughs> I don't think you said a word. <laughs> yeah, that's just true. Down, I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, damn, Brad is in it. It was, to win it it right was delicious. I was hungry. I mean, I don't know. So. That is true. At one point, I was like... You know, Brad, I mean, God, God bless you, Brad, but you talk so much. And then, like, I didn't hear I didn't hear a peep for 20 yeah. minutes. Like, is, okay? is Brad all right? Yeah, like, yeah. Did he choke on a chicken thigh? I don't know. I had to keep checking his pulse every once in a while yeah, to make yeah. sure he was still yeah. breathing. I'm, I'm still here. We're all He's good. Alive. Still here. He is alive. Yeah. I mean, shout out Dirty Bird. <laughs> like, we, we praise him all the time, but best chicken around, they I say. Delivered. So. They delivered. Hell yeah. Uh, nothing. I mean, I I don't have too much. What do you? Anything, Josh? Nope. All right, let's fucking get into this beer. I mean, we're already like what? I'm already eight beers we're deep. A couple beers deep. <laughs> let's couple vodka keep the Red Bulls already. Yeah. Yeah. A few Nor- vodka Red Bulls. Normally, when I record, I'm jacked on caffeine. I'm jacked. I, like I a was gonna mention that. Tonight. So yeah. I was gonna say, um, Brad, you drink. You're you're known for your caffeine intake. Uh, yeah. Coffee. Monsters, rains. It's all um, very healthy, all very good. It's all a yeah, bit. yeah, exactly. it's all a bit. It's a bit. It's a bit. It, yeah, a it's bit. a bit. And we're gonna get into the bit. Yeah. But um, before that, going into the alcoholic side of things, beer, you know, can be it can be known to tire, uh, you know, tire you out, slow you down. How are, how are we feeling right now? Let's let's get a let's get a check in here. I feel like I'm still doing pretty well. This. Uh, you look great. I mean, well, thank way. you, thank you. This chair is very. <laughs> that goes without though. saying. Yeah. Uh, come well, on, yeah, appreciate that. <laughs> but this I'm chair is very comfortable, it. though. I don't know. I feel like uh, hopefully I can keep the energy up because this. I mean, this is a very comfortable chair. Like that. I was warning you. About yeah, that. I, I know. Like, it's, it's, Kyle sometimes said, <laughs> I want to be sitting like upright so that way, like yeah, I bring the energy. But like cool. I'm so relaxed just, in these chairs. Yeah. Nap worthy. It is nap worthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well. Good to know. Good to know. We're still energy is still high. I'm for jacked, now. baby. I'm jacked. I love it. Um, we we do have beer. But uh, yeah, the beer. But, excuse me. Well, the beer was supposed to be Jacob's pick, but uh, he is dead to us. So we we kind of oh, should apologize. I mean, I don't want to. Like, is this where he sits? Yeah, that's yeah. his seat. Yeah, man. I feel like. I mean, no, he's dead to us. I just told you. <laughs> I just told you that he's not, literally he's dead to us. He's not dead to me. He's not dead. Yeah, to no, me. he's dead to me. It's fine. He's in Suds and Cinema Jail right now. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait. Jail. There we go. <laughs> Believe it or not, jail. Um. Okay. So this was kind of a group pick because Jacob is. What oh. you just said. Sorry. What you one. just said. Wait. Believe it or not, jail. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesus Christ! We'll edit that out in post. <laughs> yeah, we'll cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Uh, this was a group pick. Jacob said to us. So um, as we mentioned, you know, this it, it's a bit, and 
honestly, like life is a bit right. Like if everything is, you want to get like meta, like everything you do is a bit because yeah, whatever you do doesn't matter. I've I've said to my friends, everything I do is in the sake of comedy. It, yeah. Exactly, everything. Yeah. everything. My la- life is a laughing stock. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, whatever I said, don't take it seriously. It's it's all a bit. Uh, that's why we got English best bitter. Bitter, also, I hardly even know her. <laughs> got him. You got a little uh, uh, drum snare on that uh, soundboard over there? Uh, drum snare, drum snare, drum snare. I guess the, the snare <laughs> is a drum. Yes. Fuck it. Yeah, apparently no, so. <laughs> I got some I MP3s something. I can send you. I was gonna say, I thought I you got say, something. So I, I'm loving. This is not like I feel like because I always am operating a soundboard. This nope. is nice that I'm not. Like, no responsibility. I want. Yeah. I do want Brad on the soundboard. It though, is a lot because I love his soundboard. Well, I, I love your guys' soundboard too. It's a lot okay, of responsibility though, because like you know you got to be on it and like if oh you, yeah. If you're oh, late, yeah. like you can't you can't add that drop in like thirty seconds. It, later. Yeah, no, it's dead. Yeah, moments passed. And Moment a soundboard is like. I feel like a very personal thing. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. it's hard mm-hmm. for when I have to take the duties. Yeah. Cause people, I don't know where everything is. Appreciate it enough. You like, don't know where everything is. You don't know what yeah. sound bits you have. Yeah. You're like, that is true. That is true. Cause they're all personally tailored. Like you should see some of these names on here. <laughs> <laughs> he like labels shit. I'm like, what the fuck is uh, that? Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, sorry, no drum stare, no drum stare. Um, best English, best bitter. We got, the bit tie-in plus English hello men written and directed by Alex Garland our Who's favorite English, English writer and director no <laughs> that'd be Christopher Nolan <laughs> get real <laughs> a little late. Um, I, I, I'll be honest until you said that I didn't know he, I didn't realize he was English mm-hmm. oh yeah no. I, sh- I guess I should have <laughs> And I, know Danny, I know Danny Boyle's English. I guess I should have realized they were from that side of the pond. Yeah, there you go. Fuck. Anyway. All right. Um, okay, so English Best Bitter. This is from Big Lake. Probably by now the most featured brewery it's in Southern Cinema history. It's up there. It's I mean, be. Big Lake. This is like our fourth, fifth maybe beer that we've yeah. had from then. Um, so from Holland, Michigan. Uh, let's see. What do we got here? Should I read the description on the can? The one on the other thing is not very... All right, so... It might be the same, though. I'll read it from the can. Happily brewed in collaboration with a local homebrew competition winner. Hey, there we go. That's yeah. something interesting. Uh, this is a traditional English pub beer brewed exclusively with European malts, yeast, and noble hops. So there's another tie-in, European pub. I there think, we go. Uh, we will get to some the of the characters might have been drinking one of these in the movie. I, I think so. They got it yeah. all the way from Holland, Michigan. Yeah, quite possibly. They imported it. <laughs> they, they imported an English, yeah, uh, an English yeah, pub beer yeah. from yeah. Michigan. You guys didn't know I this, but yeah. we've we found it. <laughs> we found the beer. All right. Do you have it on Untapped? Because I don't. That's have, the exact same. I don't. Well, I don't have a ABV or anything. Okay. Yep. On this, I do so have it. Go for We're it. looking at a four five ABV, thirty four IBUs. So pretty weak. Pretty weak. Yikes. Pretty mid. Yeah, Yikes. Mid, this is yeah. not going to keep the level that we're we're looking for. Well, there's a hop now. slam in there. There's some natter Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> we got beer. Don't worry. All right. All right. Um. All right. Well, English best better. What do we like? What are flavor profile are we looking at, Josh? You know best. Um. What are we? What like are I we said, looking? it's going to be. What's, what's it going to compare to? I always think they're similar to like an amber. 
So okay. like an amber pale ale, I would. Well, you know I me. I hate head. ambers. So yeah. do you think I'm gonna like this beer? Yes. No. Or no? Okay, I'm not gonna <laughs> like it. That's good to know. Well, it's gonna. I'm. I'm guessing like, I'm gonna pre-guess at a three two five for you. It's not bad. Three three two five is where I'm guessing. Three three two five. Wow. It might be higher than what you give the movie. Not spoil anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just, I'm just guessing. I'm, I'm pre-watching. I'm, I'm post-watching your pre-rating. Your, I'm yeah, post, I like I'm, it. I'm post, post-rating your pre. You're pre-rating my movie rating. Yeah. With a beer rating. Yeah, it's, a, it's a post-movie pre-rating of your post. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Move it's it. there somewhere. The, the yeah. bit, it's not there. Yeah, the you lost it. There. You lost all your. Tra- I'm trying to come up with some bits on the fly. <laughs> I didn't come with a prepared bit. We're crashing. I'm crashing. <laughs> you blew it! <laughs> All right, let's get into this. English right. best bitter. Ready, boys? It smells very ambery. Yeah. It tastes like an. <laughs> oh, God. Don't tell me that. Here we go. Cheers. I mean, it's the most. I always call it Amber's. It's not an Amber, obviously, but I always called Amber's non-committal beers. Okay. Non-commitment beers. So right off the rip. Ex-girlfriend. Not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you ain't that straight. Um. What are we thinking, Kyle? Not as bad as an Amber. Like, definitely better than a traditional Amber. Sure. I would. I, it's so, dude. This guy fucking nails it every time. Amber and Pale Ale. Like, that's exactly how I would describe it. Yeah. Spot on. Beer Not guy. great, though. Like, tasting-wise, uh, because of the amberness, I, I don't love it. But, mm-hmm. like, I just think that your description is fucking all, spot yeah. on. You know, all Ambers are canceled these days. Well, from me. No. Amber Heard. Come on. Let's get into it. It's a it. bit. Let's I, get into it. It's all a bit. <laughs> I need, I need some trial drops. <laughs> yeah, you need some Johnny Depp trial drops. I was gonna fucking add the one too. Fuck. My dog stepped on a bee. Oh yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that yeah. is a good one. That one. I got the human fecal matter. That's that is a add. great one. Yeah. I wanted that one. I was like, oh, Brad's got it. Mm, not gonna. Hey, add, feel free. I mean, no, 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 no. There's only domain. one drop. That is public domain, and that is get real. That, there's that no, is like you can't deny that. Yeah, one. that yeah. is shared across the board. What's that from? <laughs> David Lynch. Oh, yeah. Get real. Yeah. You don't know what that's from? Get real. Get. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just get, say it. get real. I say it all the time. I just didn't know it was from there. Get real. It's too fast. Get 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 uh, 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 real. Uh, 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 that's go. good. That's that's a little better. My uh, my soundboard doesn't have that quite responsiveness. That's oh, good. that's because yours is a. On your laptop, you yeah, said you got to yeah. get the touch, the touch. Yeah, but then you got to deal with the shit that we go through. It's yeah, it's know. not worth it. You win some, you lose some. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fuck you! I'm just trying to fucking help you. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Soundboard's getting its use today. Oh yeah, we're we're going all in on today. Well, I, yeah, I feel like you know, like when I'm here, it's like you got to that soundboard. You got to. Oh yeah, it's got to be firing. Yeah. I mean, I, if this is going to be published to the CinemaSpeak podcast feed, it has to be lit. Well, oh, yeah. when I'm like recording an episode, like, you know, it's just like, I just hit those drops. Like I'm not really thinking about it. And then I listen back and I'm like, man, it's like, there's one every 10 seconds. Like, yeah. I never stop. <laughs> yeah. I don't stop, baby. We don't stop for anyone. Yeah. Oh God. Kyle's not stopping either. I'll try not to keep it coming. I'll, tr- I'll do my best. 
Um, all right, so I gave my initial impressions of the beer. Yeah, let's I mean, come on, let's go around. Brad, Brad. Uh, um, I know we're usually talking about rain, fucking coffee, nitro, Pepsi, <laughs> all this bullshit, but it's not quite as good as a rain, uh, nitro, uh, coffee infused uh, energy. But um, it's a little dusty. It's a little dusty, as Jacob would say. It, yeah, you know, fitting in. Dusty, it's, it's a okay. Dusty. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's uh, listen. I'm not. I don't fucking know what I'm talking about. I'll drink it. I don't give a shit. But I like it. It's yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I mean. That's exactly what I thought it'd be. I do. I kind of came in. I was like, all right, I know you get the dusty. That's like the word that it's been going around. A but I, that was like a <laughs> yeah. bit. I'm like, whatever I drink, I'm going to call it dusty. Yeah. Actually, I actually do feel like this is a little dusty. Yeah, yeah I, I, I feel kind of dusty right it, now. It, it is like an oddly specific flavor profile, but like you can relate to it when you drink certain things. You're like, yeah, it kind of it does taste dusty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel I can feel it on the roof of my mouth right yeah, now. Yeah, you're just like. Jacob loves it. Oh. There's a flavor. <laughs> yeah, there's that dusty flavor. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Josh, nothing? Nope. Beer pretty sucks. good? <laughs> mid? Mid AF? Three, two, five. It's a little mid. Yeah, it's a probably probably close to that. All right, well, uh, that is English Best Bitter from Big Lake Brewing. Uh, do you guys have anything else to say on that? One of our many sponsors. Okay. <laughs> Before we get into our featured review, <laughs> are you ready to get into the the real bit? Sure. So Brad loves preloaded bits. I love bits. So we mentioned if you this. don't come with a bit, then get out. <laughs> yeah, get, get, get out. the fuck out of here. I, mean, I didn't come with a bit, but we we have to talk about something here. All right, and it has to do with Coke. So we're gonna get we're gonna like get the, drug. the inside source here. We're gonna try to at least. Okay. Yeah. You go to Goodrich. Yeah, we go in Jackson. We go to Goodrich. Yep. You have Fountain Pops. You have Fountain Pops at Goodrich. Oh yeah. No. Okay. Serving cans. <laughs> no. Okay. I don't need the sarcasm because I go to NCG. You ever been to an NCG? No. I know you've been to AMC. NCG. NCG. You ever been to AMC I think I did though? That in high school or some shit. Okay. AMC. They have freestyle coke. Yeah. Who thought this was a good idea? Who? I might be able to answer these questions. I've already heard. This is all. I've already got this information secondhand. We can still ring them up, but. We need to I've find got, the fuck out. I've already gotten the uh, the info. I've gotten the spiel. Oh, I know it's a money saving gimmick and that's bullshit. Listen, I'll tell you. What are we talking? What is a, what all you're talking about? The <laughs> freestyle Coke is the worst invention in you're talking not the only cinema things? history. M- fucking Coke product. Soda history. Why? Well, well, let me. It t- tastes terrible. Well, let me tell you something. Did you know that what NCG? Yeah. Did you know that they pay? They they rent those machines. Mm-hmm. They're paying a monthly fee to have those there. So okay. they're they're actually paying. They're they're losing money on these things. So they're spending money to serve you dog shit. Coke products. 100%. You're talking... Who you're, the fuck... So, okay, so Coke is... So Coke is profiteering from this, Coke obviously. Coke is raking it in, baby. So, it's... it's They're double Okay, dipping. so asking Coke why they do this is a rhetorical question because it's for money. So, we need to be calling up NCG and saying, why are you paying Coke for superior for inferior products? 
At least that's what Bobby told me about AMC. That's what that's what he told me about AMC. That AMC rents it out. Like they they they. Well, I would pay. assume it's the same that's for theater assume, chains. Yeah. For yeah. you know who else has Coke Freestyle now is Wendy's. So does uh, Qdoba. And Qdoba. So Coke is just raking. So what I'm what I so my question to you, Kyle, is why are you getting a Coke on a Freestyle machine when you can get all these different flavors that are. Oh, not it doesn't, store. It doesn't matter <laughs> what you get. It's I get all like peach, inferior. mellow, yellowish, great. It, but it's all inferior because it's mixing soda water and, and syrup on the fly. It's doing everything on the fly. Have you ever work, put a Coke? Have you ever done Coke on a gun before? Have you ever changed a Coke bag, Kyle? That's it's, exactly how it works. Okay, I get it's that. syrup and water. No, and no, it mixes no. But do you know why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. But it's still you can tell the difference. Sure. No. <laughs> I don't freestyle? I don't ever get okay. just coke and a freestyle when don't, I don't don't fucking bullshit me. When You're I telling me spark when I get vitamin water. Tell me the fucking truth. Coke from a bartender's gun and from Coke freestyle tastes different. I would have to compare them side by side. It one hundred percent. I does. also Brad, don't, don't bullshit me. What do you think? I've, I'll be honest, I've never had just plain Coke from a freestyle. Yeah. <laughs> what get, the fuck are you getting from freestyle? We get the <laughs> freestyle part. Yeah. You fucking, like, it's like, it's like having unlimited options and you're like getting a water out of it. Like, you have, you have things that you can't even get in it's stores. like disgusting. Cher- cherry vanilla, Dr. Pepper, get real. It's so good. Yeah, right. Nobody. No one getting Coke out of a freestyle machine. That's what I'm saying. Coke Freestyle is the biggest ripoff of flavor of all time. I mean, should should we should we call it the expert? Should should oh, we? I yeah, I kind of want to know. I mean, I don't know what he's gonna have to say about it, but we can try. All right, let's call him up. All right. Phone uh phone phone a friend. Phone a friend. Yeah, I want to use a fucking lifeline because you guys are fucking high. I don't. I've never ordered a Coke from one of those. Okay, it doesn't matter what you order. The point is. It's dog shit. Here we go. Is it coming through on the mic? All right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Straight from the horse's mouth. This is really trippy, kind of. Probably not gonna answer. He's like, "What's this douchebag calling he me at ten? I've answer. called him since high school." Uh, oh. Damn, you fucking damn! He, he, he answered and then <laughs> he hung, hung up. up. <laughs> yeah. He answered and then hung up. Yeah, I don't. Oh, he's calling back. All right, he's gonna text you. Oh, he's calling, he's calling back. back. Answer. Hey, Bobby. That's a butt dial. <laughs> you there, man? Oh, he's turned. He's good? turned. So, do, are, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I was like, Brad never calls. <laughs> <laughs> so we are. Uh, I'm recording uh, this week's episode of the podcast with Southern Cinema here. And uh, we're having a debate about Coke, and we need uh, we need some expertise here. Holy shit, you called the right guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we're questioning the, the Coke freestyle machines that are at, like, AMC. <laughs> you, you, the, so you know the Coke freestyle machines at AMC? Yeah. So what's what's the deal with that? Give us a little... <laughs> I, guess, I guess I don't know what the question we have is, but... Kyle thinks it tastes like shit. Yeah. Well, Kyle says he's saying he he hates the taste of them. Is there is there a difference in taste there or? Let me tell you. 
<laughs> I dissected one of the motherfuckers the other day, and I'm concerned for out of those things. Say wait, say that again. <laughs> I would not drink out of one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I did not not coming for me, but let's just say I tore one apart about two weeks ago. Horrifying. How so? Horrifying. Because uh, it's up to the places that own the machines to clean them, and as you can fucking imagine, AMC probably doesn't open those fuckers until Coke comes in to refill a flavor. Yeah. So. Well, now let me ask you this. You say AMC. What about an NCG theater? I'm just going to say I don't even know what the fuck that is. <laughs> AMC. All right. All right. Give me that. Give me that. All right. I'm passing you over to Kyle. Bobby. Bobby. All right. What's up? Okay. So Coke freestyle in, in the machine at a theater. Is there any difference? Have you ever serviced Coke from like a bar? Like if that does it out of a nozzle, out of a gun? Yes, they're the same, we call them bag-in-a-boxes. They're the same fucking thing, no difference. The only difference is the flavors. So the flavor on a freestyle machine is like a cartridge. Like, it looks like, um, you ever buy printer ink? That's what it fucking looks like in a freestyle. This is amazing. Okay, but... Uh, this is when but I, the see, basic bags are okay, the same. Okay, I understand that. But when I drink Coke out of a f- Coke freestyle at an AMC, it tastes like dog shit. And when I order Coke at a bar, it tastes like somewhat normal Coke. Well, what am I? What am I experiencing? The are cleaning their They're cleaning their lines and shit. Yeah. The AMC doesn't give a shit. Oh. Okay. So you're drinking mold, basically, is what he's saying. <laughs> so it's all about. Yeah, yeah, you're huffing fucking black mold. <laughs> it's all a bit. It's a bit. It's a bit. Hold down on the left side of the screen. That bitch will pop open for you, and you can take a look yourself. He has shown me that before. There he has shown me how to open but, them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm swearing off of Coke freestyle from now on. Like. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're cool, but be warned. No, 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 no. They let's they, be real. They are not cool. Coke is only Fun good. Fact, Coke from a McDonald's a machine has to pay five hundred dollars a month just to carry it. Uh, th- that's what we were saying. Is well, Brad enlightened me on this information that they are hemorrhaging money on these stupid <laughs> freestyle machines that taste like ass. Yeah. Well. There's money to be made and sugar water. It's going to Bobby's retirement. <laughs> yeah, you're funding his retirement right now. Yeah. Hey, I mean, anything to help a friend of a friend. I'm <laughs> not drinking all the Pepsi freestyles. That's all I care about. They have those? They do. They're called, I don't even know. They're fucking gross. They're called pay styles. <laughs> Never heard of it. Cost styles. All right, I'm going to pass you back to Brad. Bobby, Bobby, last thing. I know you texted me today. No, no, I'm I'm all I'm all set. Last thing, I know you texted me today. Did you end up seeing men? I did not. Um, I was kind of waiting for the verdict. There. What? Okay, well, we haven't given our verdict. If you had to guess, what what do you think you will give it? What's your pre-watch? If pre-watch, oh fuck, out of five? Yeah. <laughs> no, out of twelve. Say four. He's giving it a four. He's giving it a four out of five pre-watch. <laughs> All right, thanks, Bob. All right, have a good. Day. Yep, you too. Bye. Bye. That was good. What a guy. There you go. That was a good. Bit. Good. That bit, was Kyle. pretty good. That was a good bit. Thank good you. Call on that. Good bit. <laughs> All right. Well. Yeah, just had to get that. Had to get that out there because I know Bobby works for Coke. So I mean, I've been wondering. Now we know. My whole life, who fucking wants these goddamn Coke machines? And the answer is Coke because they rent them out for yeah. fucking yeah. tons of money. 500 a month. <sighs> yeah, 
Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're filled with they're five hundred dollar a month mold machines. Don't He's tag. Like, don't tag Coke in this episode at <laughs> no, all, please. No. Just the the not even only the episode mysteriously disappears. We mysteriously yeah, disappear. Yeah, yeah. Like they're gonna shove us into a freestyle, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lock us away. Like, shit, they're not supposed to know that. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Uh, well, now are you guys ready to get into the feature review? And yes. that is for men. I'm ready. Men. All right, men. My most anticipated movie of the year. Let's get into it. All right, written and directed by Alex Garland. Stars Jesse Buckley, Rory Kinnear, Papa Esidu, Esidu, uh-huh. uh, and Gail Rankin. Plot synopsis reads, a young woman goes on a solo vacation to the English countryside following the death of her ex-husband. Let's take a listen to a clip. What is it? What's happened? What are you doing here? Has he come back? Why aren't you replying? think of men and uh should we start with the guest here sure i like that all right brad take it away i never get thrown to first i know that's pressure oh okay um i will say um that without sounding weird i guess i I liked it i i I liked men i like men (laughs) um i don't know if i loved it and i don't know i i really liked I liked it from like a filmmaking perspective, like just like the visceral nature of some of the sequences. Mm-hmm. I do think that in terms of what it's getting after and what it's saying, and this is not to say that I understood everything, but I think from a general perspective, I kind of got what it was getting at almost before I saw the movie. Like I kind mm-hmm. of knew what it was going to be hitting at. And that sure that is because I saw the trailer. I know you guys kind of avoided that. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's getting at anything totally deep, like thematically. Like there's definitely things I didn't get, like especially towards the end. (laughs) Um, But like in terms of just like its theme that it's trying to get at overall, I felt like maybe it was a little obvious. But I did think that in terms of a horror movie, I did think there were some pretty effective sequences. Um, I thought the performances were really good. I mean, uh, of course, uh, Jesse Buckley, she's great. As always, she delivers. I'm going to come. <laughs> She's great. Um, and like some of the sequences with her um, and. Uh, um, Rory Kinnear? Uh, no, no, not Papa. her. Uh, pa- Papa or whatever. Yeah. Oh, her, yeah. her, hus- her ex-husband. Yeah. Husband? yeah. Some of the arguments were like viscerally real in like a way that you don't really <laughs> get in a lot of like that. Like not I've never been divorced, but like that felt like 
a not real yet. yeah not yet yeah <laughs> maybe someday but that was like a real like, yeah we can only was, hope God willing. Like, like a real like wow that is like it felt like a real like because you know a lot of times if you get in an argument in real life like they get kind of big <clears throat> and theatrical almost because you're almost like oh yeah you yeah know? and so I, that, that felt very genuine and real and yeah so overall i did like it um I'll be curious to talk over some aspects of the end, and it could maybe talk up my rating. I don't know. But uh, mm-hmm. as of now, yeah, I would say I did like it. I like men. <laughs> um, I didn't really like men. And I think I have this problem with Alex Garland in general. I think he gets in his own way a lot. And I think that he tries to do these like, grandiose like movies, and they just never like really hit for me like, like most or obviously, like Kyle, he definitely has a Garland boner for sure, and I've I've never kind of fell in that. Like I think I do think he's a very very promising director. I I do like most of his work. It's just I just hit a certain wall with him and everything I watch, and I definitely hit this one a little earlier than most. Um, I, I I think this is his worst film that I've seen, or worst production thing. Obviously, we watched <coughs> Devs, mm-hmm. like Devs quite a bit more than this. Um, this acting all the technical aspects were great i mean some of the shots were incredible um you know like you said the the arguments were very uh heavy they were weighted they had a nice weight to them which was which was really cool and um the score obviously you know you get you know what you're gonna get with those those two guys uh well i mean i mean well well i'll say the the gang the vocals the chants um, yeah 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 that's true that's true that i mean it did it did feel kind of like that those parts felt big but i mean was there anything like really throughout other than like the chants and stuff like in terms of a score i mean nothing hit i'll just say right off the bat nothing hit score wise like annihilation well yeah yeah no there was that like acoustic guitar that opened yeah it did that yep that was reminiscent part of the score i guess which wasn't much but yep yeah um yeah, I mean, I I think Jesse Buckley. I I I am a fan of hers as well. I think that she's big fan. Um, yeah, I'm I'm borderline big fan t- <laughs> for sure. Uh, I think that she does she does great in everything that she's in. Um, and I do like uh, Rory. I think he did really well. Um, I liked how his different or I guess I don't know if it's. I mean, if you see the trailer, you can you possibly, know possibly. I don't know. But I didn't watch the trailer. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, that's, that's top, we'll try that's to say yeah, Rory's Rory's um, yeah. per, uh, performance was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not pretty good. It was good. Um, definitely. And then it's just like like the, some of the themes were a little too obvious for me, I think. And even even not watching the trailer, like y- you said, that it was kind of a good thing that we didn't watch it because you said it kind of spoiled a couple things for you, um, Brad. But not seeing it. it didn't really do anything for me when it when it was like I don't know if it's like a reveal or whatever but when you kind of see it I was like I don't know I did, it didn't do much for me either even if I did see the trailer um it's just yeah it's just, I just <laughs> I didn't love it um and I wanted to I mean it did have some cool horror shots it had a lot of good scenes I guess but just collectively it just didn't really work for me um so yeah all right, here so we here comes, the, gar- here comes the Garlad. <laughs> Let's set the, the stage here. <laughs> Let's set the stage you here. You did. You said most anticipated. That is a huge stage. Most anticipated of the year. I mean, Annihilation, anybody that's listened to our Top 100, that was 
number three of all time. I fucking love that movie. So um, even even with devs in between these two projects, I still was extremely hyped for this movie because it's not like I dislike devs. Devs was, uh, I think I gave it a nine out of ten overall as a series. I still love him as a writer, as a director, everything that he does. I think he's absolutely amazing. And this movie, I think, will take a, a rewatch or two to fully understand, possibly to appreciate. Or it could go down. I don't know. It's one of those weird movies where the more I watch it, the more I think it could be like obvious. Or the more I watch it, the more the deeper I think it could be. Sure, it's it's somewhere in between, and it's it's going to be extremely hard to rate because of those uh, hurdles. So, on a first watch, I will say that um, technically, I think it's amazing. I think the acting is incredible. There's a lot of great shots. Uh, the way things are framed, I think it's incredible. Um, just. All the technical aspects I loved. Uh, the score, again, doesn't live up to something like Annihilation or even other projects that Jeff Barrow and Ben Salisbury have done. Um, I'm pretty outspoken about Loose and their work on that. Oh, but, yeah. I forgot they did that. Um, yeah. I think it's... I think what they... The way they incorporate scenes from the movie into the score is great. Like, there's one very obvious scene that they reuse in the score, which is awesome. But... um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just nothing stands out as much as Annihilation. But anyway, th- that being said, the 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 pacing and kind of structure of the movie is very odd. It's very different. It's not like a normal three-act structure. It's, it's only an hour 40 minutes, but some people might think it feels really long. Some people might think it feels very short because of I'm the build-up. <laughs> yeah, it felt very I'm long for you. I'm the some people, yeah. Yeah, um, like the last act of the movie I guess kind of starts I mean I guess that makes sense where it kind of feels like it should be the final scene but it's more like the entire act drawn out into uh, that scene is drawn out into the final act um, so that can feel like super long and drawn out drawn out but um, at the same time I loved that and I loved the weirdness of it and I love just Alex Garland's touch of that so I I don't know I'm just in a very weird middle ground between really really liking it slash loving it and like wanting to critique it like as where my anticipation was put your garland boner away yeah exactly and no free passes Kyle come on yeah if I put if I put my no free passes hat on I would say some of the stuff is obvious you know just I mean the title the the character choices um but i kind of like some of that stuff at the same time so we'll have to save that for spoilers (laughs) but um i don't know yeah i'm just in this weird place with it and i i think it's going to take at least another viewing or two to really solidify a star rating i'm obviously going to give one but you can take it with a grain of salt at the end of the day take it with a grain of garlic for garland <laughs> yeah uh, grain of uh, grain of garlic salt yeah, yeah, gar- yeah garlic salt i mean it, the thing that makes me kind of like be like well maybe we should pump the brakes here mm-hmm. um is that like i feel like alex garland like yeah like you said the title it, it's all kind of obvious but it's like 
I don't think he's trying to like fool anybody. Like I think yeah, he knows for sure. that like it's pretty obvious what he's getting at and maybe he's just using that obvious thematic like uh, you know, plank to just like get into some weird shit which it does get into. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. It's it's I y- yeah, I don't think he's trying to be. That's the thing, though, is like he's. I don't think he's trying to be, you know, too heady or psychological with any of it. But then mm-hmm. at the end, it feels very like heady and psychological, and that's where like I'm torn on. It would you rather have everything be so straightforward that it's like, it just is what it is, or would you rather have it be like obvious but kind of cool and symbolic at the same time? Yeah, I. F- I just feel like honestly like the ending kind of felt a little misplaced for me like it like it's like it was going you know in a certain path I guess in a certain direction and then he's it's just like Garland getting his own what like he got in his own way and just like oh I have to do this see I think it flipped it at the end I was not on board with part of it and then well, they, the, it kept going yeah, and then the ending I got, was like I got on board after bro. so long. Mm-hmm. Like it went so far in that direction that I was like, okay, now I'm on board. For no. me. That's yeah, how it was complete ups. I was Okay, so there no, that's okay, okay, actually. Agreed. Initially I was in and then So you it were repeated. in and you were out and you were out and you were I was in. out. And then out I was in, in and you were in and out. Yeah. Yeah, like the very end it just did it one couple too many times. You're like, like, you know, I was like, do we got, do we need another close up of this? Yeah. I was like, do I need to see this again? Coming well, out of a, but it's purposeful. I mean, we, we can get hole. into it. Well, we'll get into that, but that's obviously, did you, did you, did you see everything that was going on there? I mean, yes, Kyle was in front of me. He, he was sitting next to me. His eyes were glued to the screen. I can attest to that. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, you're, you're just thinking there like. I wanted to be like, can you guys pause this right here? Yeah, Go back, gotta, pause it right here, zoom in. I got to polish one off right here. Yeah. No, we'll get into it, but I mean that I mean maybe I'm maybe I'm just a dumb dumb, but that what we're dancing around is what I didn't totally get. I've got oh, I didn't some get ideas. It all. Okay. But okay, we'll, we'll we'll save it. We'll save that. Am I like are, is it? Am I a dumb dumb or is there like? No, I think uh, we're the same. I think you're a dumb dumb. Okay, all right. Yeah, all right. I mean, I might uh, be. To me, it's pretty. Uh, I mean, to me, it was pretty. I mean, right. if it's if it's what if I it's mean, I could be missing something too. Like if, if I say what I say and you're like, yeah, I fucking saw that. Then I'm like, say, okay, I'm an idiot. So if it's as obvious as you're as like I think it might be. Then it's like uh, yeah, it like makes I could worse, be calling you a dumb dumb. It's like no, I'm the dumb dumb. <laughs> we all have the same thought. We're just like you're like yeah, I saw that, but what else does it mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm like yeah, oh, I don't know what else. <laughs> yeah, that's that could what, happen. Yeah, very yeah. well could happen. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be hard to really talk in depth about it until we get to that point. But I don't know what anything else to say generally about the movie. It's, it's, I mean, I know it's going to be hard, but I, there were definitely some like just sequences, like just some good horror sequences that I liked. Like the sequence, mm-hmm. it is in the trailer, the sequence in the tunnel. That is a good horror. Also, sequence. Yeah. Alex Garland does not know how echoes work. Because I will. I that will is agree with that. How they work. I will. Agree I with that. thought the same thing, but I thought at like it's, it's cool. obviously like a 
yeah, it's not. It is meant cool. To be I was like, oh, it's this not is meant sweet, to be realistic. The yeah. payoff is worth it. I think the payoff of when, I mean, it's the thing that stands up and the noise it makes back at her. Yeah, yeah that is amazing. Like that yeah. is worth the logic of like this tunnel. Is and, not that because, long. and because and because <laughs> she creates she creates literally the score in the tunnel yeah. because yeah. the score that song is replicated in the score later. Yeah, in the movie. Yeah. No, yeah, that's that w- amazing. I did like it, but I'm like, uh, it works for me because it's obviously a movie. That okay, Kyle, calm down. That's but that's I was a like, logic nitpick that I would bring up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Calm down. Okay. Well, your garland blinders are on, yeah. so you didn't want to say it. <laughs> Had a little garlic with dinner. You yeah, gotta, extra garlic, please. Yeah. Uh, no, loved. I at that that tunnel sequence, I was like, okay, it's like taking so long. But then, like, there were so many scenes like that where it was taking so long. But then, like. There would be a moment where I was like, oh, holy shit, like the same thing, like her just like leaving the tunnel and then like turning around, taking the picture. And then like that fucking thing is just like right there. It's like, holy shit, mm-hmm. like a great. Yeah, probably another great payoff. my probably my favorite scene. One of the top yeah, three scenes great scene. for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did feel like a lot of the stuff with the friend and the FaceTime was almost product placement. No, like a plot convenience where it's like, I want this to happen. So it's like, going to work this into it. And it didn't feel like totally unnatural or too out of place, but it just felt like most of the time it was built in and then a convenience would happen from that. You know what I'm saying? Like something would happen because she was on FaceTime with her. Mm-hmm. Like, especially in the morning when she's like, give me that tour. And then, you know, yeah, like, you see, yeah. She's like, why now? What better time? <laughs> Just yeah. like the writing around it was like, okay, I can tell where this is going already. Oh, I thought you were like, because she had an iPhone, Mac, had AirPods. AirPods, yeah. I well, like, I don't uh, give a shit about the Apple <laughs> see, I, product placement. I'll be honest, though. Like, that, like, product placement, I usually hate, but like, honestly, for some reason, like with Apple product placement, because like a lot of people use Apple products. Yeah. Like, they, actually, it's like, anyway. Yeah. You know, I, I have know. an iPhone and I use AirPods. I just cringe at it no matter what. Yeah. Even if it's done well, I still cringe a little bit. But this was done. It wasn't egregious, but it was still like. I, I was would have been cringing way with harder tech, with Samsung uh, products. Oh, yeah. <laughs> way yeah. harder. Oh, absolutely. Uh, with tech agree. and stuff like that, it's like, it doesn't bother me because, yeah, I mean, most people have no, I all know. of that shit anyway. It just makes sense. I agree. Yeah. But mm. I, I know this where This was done from. the best way it could possibly be. In my, for my. Yeah, for my sure. My nitpick standards. Yeah. This and was definitely done the best. That FaceTime sequence, I thought that was another great... I thought that was suspenseful. And but I, I liked it. I What I didn't like was that the FaceTime thing, like it went in a, in a direction where I was like, okay, why did that happen? Because like it showed a very specific uh, sequence of images where it's like, okay, that's going to come into play maybe later. And oh, then yeah. I didn't like feel the like... First the first time? Yeah. yeah, on the phone. Oh, okay. It happened two times. Yeah. I'm just talking about when... Uh, Something is outside, and the face, oh. the, the suspense of like she's touring somebody. Yes, and yeah. Like the uh, they they do do a good job of like like the, with the blocking of the scene where it's like he's always, it's always in <laughs> sequence. Well, yeah, there's a there's a man in the movie yeah, Men. All right, <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> there, so he's always in like a spot where it's like it is believable. You're never like how are they how the fuck are they not seeing this? Yeah, it's like no, it's like he was behind that wall or you know it like it made sense. I thought it, I thought that sequence worked, but yeah, I I do agree with what you're saying with on the phone. But yes, she, on the oh, phone, yeah. two things happen. Two times it happens, and it's like, okay, that's that is important, but then it's not important at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a and another again, con- it could be a big f- another convenience. I could be missing something, but is 
when she was like FaceTiming her and she couldn't see a certain person, but she could see a certain thing through the FaceTime. A certain right, object, yeah. and you're like, yeah. how could she see that? But she couldn't see oh, this guy standing. See, like when the when the at the towards the end when she's doing the same thing, FaceTiming, and there's only certain information will pass through. It felt very yeah. intentional. So that was not like, cued into like the intent of it all. You know, like like certain things like being transcribed. Like I was like, okay, this is you know obviously intentional. Of it's just like a more of a supernatural thing of where she's at. Um, but the, the, just the images that you see on the screen, like that is still puzzling me. Yeah, they are still like, why did they show that if it's not going to have Yeah, they a felt like they payoff? were more important than they actually yeah. were. Cause they were honestly like, didn't do anything at uh, all. Well, th- I well, mean, I mean, kinda. This could be, I could be talking on my ass here, but at some point we see the person she's FaceTiming her contact picture and her contact picture is like her screaming. Or something like she's got her mouth open, so it almost feels like I, I saw the contact picture thing, and I thought it was like, yeah, I don't know. I thought like it was like her, like at a like a, a nine inch nails party or something. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah it kind of looks like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. her mascara is running. I, so I, don't, I just if thought it's like the lot, like the literal explanation for why huh. that pops up on the screen is because that is her contact picture, and it's like that's why that image pops up of a, you know. But I don't know. That, I thought it was somebody okay. else. That could be two. I don't know. See, I thought it was her. I thought it was the girl, like, just a different imagining of her, like, or something oh, that was going maybe. to happen. I thought it was... I don't know. A man. Trent Reznor at a Nine Inch Nails concert. I mean, well, shit. We might be coming... Okay, we might be getting way too close to spoilers, and if yeah. we get... Uh, we could We're talk about... Yeah, Let's just shit. get into spoilers, because I... Okay. Um, <laughs> heavy... Well, we should get right into this thread because it's. Uh, I'm gonna lose it if we don't. Uh, spoilers for men, from here on out. Sorry, Brad. We don't put it at the end of the show. Fucking loser. <laughs> um, get real. <laughs> no. Okay. So the her like that contact image or whatever. I mean, she does go to that place at the end of the movie, and she's pregnant. I don't know what the fuck that means. That's a, might be a whole new can of worms, but what pre- I think could she not get pregnant? Why um, would you think that Harper? Because I, I thought some of this I don't think was there's like, any clue to that. Well, there was like a lot of well, the fucking man just keeps giving birth to everything. So uh, I, thought it was I think like, that's different. I thought it had to do with like a personal like she couldn't have babies. No, I don't think that has anything. I to just do with I that. just want to say that it could be dangerous to assume that that uh, actress was pregnant. Um, you know, it's, I'm just saying, you know, are you never, I never assume that somebody, you know, you don't want to assume a woman's pregnant. And, okay. Um, that is fair, but she 100% was pregnant. All right. In this movie. Yeah. She has yeah. a great beer gut. Though. That is a good yeah. point, but I will just saying, push back you know, in that. real, in real life, you know, she, the, yeah. Okay. Yes. She wasn't bursting. Like she had a little bit of a, she had a great beer no. gut. Yeah. Yeah. She had a she had a few too many English best bitters. I yeah, mean. yeah. Well, okay. She <laughs> definitely was. She was. Yeah. Is there anything to draw from her going there and being pregnant at the end? That's why I was. It had to, there's something with babies that were missing, and that's why I was like, well, maybe she can't have babies, and it's a thing. 
because there was a lot about pregnancy or birth, <laughs> I guess, giving birth. Yeah. For like there what was, felt there was like a little bit about giving birth towards the end. I think <laughs> it's a, a yeah, yeah tiny, just a tiny, small bit. A little bit. Uh, I think okay. Should we describe the ending? Because we're getting like two. I, I mean, this is a spoiler, so you should have seen the movie by now. Yes. Get get into the v- vaginal scene. The Rory Kinnear plays every man in the movie, mm-hmm. and he and you guys didn't know that going in. Didn't know that. No. And he gives, at the end, gives birth to each version of himself. So it's a cyclical kind of thing that's also symbolic for, uh, I feel like, like a generational yeah. aspect to it of, of mankind. Toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity, whatever you want to call it. Something that is saying that it's, kind of saying that it's never going to stop, at the, especially at the rate that we're at. Right. Yeah. yeah. Where it's it's the patriarchy is not going to end at this at this rate. So it's it's a generational thing. It's it's one generation after another. Doesn't matter. They're not even related in the movie. Right. These are just men that are. You know. Unrelated through bloodlines, but men suck. Men. Yeah. yeah men men bad. Men bad. As men bad. Someone said on Letterboxd. Uh, so that's that's what happens in the movie, but then we see the the female care the female friend at the end who is pregnant show up, who as we said on the phone at, through FaceTime is the connection breaks up and she's shown like screaming and crying out and things like that. I don't know if that's meant to be like she is gonna go through something like similar in her experience because she's there. I don't know if it's like as obvious as that, but. I was just wondering if that is something that you guys were able to draw out from that because I didn't really think about that until I guess now. We should... Yeah. I mean, the one thing, this isn't really with the friend, but the one thing that I, like, yeah, she said the generational thing. That That's a good point. The thing that I thought of with the, the, main, the nude man, the nude naked man mm-hmm. is, you know, because there is a religious subtext to the film. Oh yeah, and is that supposed to be like symbolic of like Adam? Adam. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah, and he's new. He said they mentioned the forbidden, forbidden fruit, fruit too. So he is like the start of toxic masculinity. That's the like, um, you know, he, yeah. He, he ate that fruit and he just threw her under the bus, bud. Like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's like, that's a good point. He threw because her under the bus. It's interesting because yeah, in in the uh in the biblical story it's eve that is like the first that commits the first sin and then they both get thrown out he but might have had a bite of that apple too and he just it, threw her under the bus sure but. yeah exactly <laughs> that's true yeah toxic yeah the i mean there is a huge uh through line of gaslighting right with her mm-hmm. with her like actual husband that that we keep flashing back to and he is saying like if you don't like you know take me back i'm gonna kill myself like just gaslighting her and all the shit and you know that connects back to that, but there is um there's another symbol that they go to though. It's not it's not of Adam. It's um something else. I think it's like Gaelic or something that they. Oh, that. But stone I don't know thing. what it is. Yeah, the stone yeah, thing. I'm sure that they go back to that all the time, and I, like something. I wish I knew more of that because that's obviously a huge symbolic portion of this movie is that uh, symbol, and I don't know yeah. what it is. Yeah. And those shots of that though. Come on, that's pretty good. 
I did like that. Yeah. The shadows and stuff, the lighting that they do with that. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm gonna come. Pretty good. I liked when it was like flashing red and she was like touching it. Oh yeah. But there's got yeah there's something there that I'm 100 missing, like this rock that mm-hmm. we never. It just kind of shows up and then it's it's in the rest of the movie and we're like, what is this fucking thing? Yeah. You know? I'm sure it'll be some fucking YouTube video. I'm gonna have to find the Can't Reddit. Th- yeah. I'm gonna have to find the Reddit thread. And yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna be in there. I'll, I'll just tonight. leave it to Kyle. Kyle, you. Get, I'll send do you your research. Links. Send me links. I'll no, send I'm you. I'm not links. interested. Not I'll, interested. What? Not interested. You got to get it on yourself. You on gotta, your own. You got to research it on your own. You got to no internet. Encyclopedia only. <laughs> <laughs> Deep dive. Yeah, because once you still open the internet, it's just you're gonna find it on. You can't. You can't find this like. You know, summarize. You got to do the, your own research. Like, That's what Kyle's gonna do, and I'll just go off of his. So obvious. you've never done research on him. You never use the internet for research on a movie that's I helped have. you improve your viewing. I have, but I feel dirty about it. Like you know, I, so we were talking about the movie Enemy. First yeah. thing, movie Enemy. Like, you're like, oh, that was pretty good. I wonder. And you look, type in Enemy Ending, and first thing that comes up, Enemy Ending explained. Oh, and, those and, are my favorite. It gives you no time to sort it out on your own. Get real, like. Well, don't fucking do it right after the ending. Then you gotta soak that's what, it. That's in. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That's what I did that with Enemy, I think, and I regret it. And so I'm, I'm not. I'm not doing that with Men. You I'm, want gonna, I'm going to my fucking library. You want? I like okay. I'll, I'll send. The, I'll bring in a picture of the stone. What a hero! And I'll say, I'll say. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. What a fucking hero! So you're gonna go to the library, look up this research, and then you're gonna say, "Yeah, I figured all this out. It's a Gaelic symbol of uh, sing, fertility. Uh, singa, yeah, fertility. Yeah, and that actually, singa, that's actually that, good. that is no, that is that's it. Good, is it? Is it? Yeah, it is. The girl, the stone, or whatever, is of fertility. Oh. Uh, did you know so that? What, yeah, I knew that. Go, I, I knew thing. that after the fact. Could she not have babies this whole time? Am I right? With okay, anyway, the process? fact is the fact of the matter is that you could say all this bullshit and then everyone would be like, yeah, I fucking looked it up on the internet. And you'd be like, and then you say, well, I looked to the library and that one day. Okay, sure you did. But you you will know inside. You will you know will inside, but no one else will know. It doesn't matter. It's not, I'm not doing it for anybody else. But you need a fucking hero drop on here because I mean, this hey, is the biggest. I mean, you already told me that it's the god of fertility or some shit. So hey, that's all right. I mean, it's, it's so not, is, is my is my thought process that far fetched? Then if she could she not have babies? I mean, I didn't get that. But, uh, but what does that matter to the to her character? That's but what is that's the, what's that's the point of question. having a, ver, a fertility stone in it then? Well, what was the point of her friend being pregnant the, at the end? The point of the fertility stone is that Thanos has to get all six. Oh, there we go. Okay. Can, There's the this movie called <laughs> The Avengers. Have you heard of it? Yeah. It probably goes back to the the men and them passing along this, this toxic masculinity, right? Like the whole birthing sequence and uh, everything that's related to, I would say. I don't think it has anything to do with jesse buckley's character that's what i'm there's definitely and i don't know how this fits i'm just talking and it's probably nonsense but there's definitely an element of like a big emphasis on nature as well because they're like the the amount of twittering birds in the on the soundtrack or (laughs) you know the sound design like there, and the fact that the you know the nude man slowly transforms into like a, a vegetarian psycho gore man. Yeah. You know, so Love there's def- there's definitely a, there's definitely like a big emphasis on nature. And a I lot of know. that stuff, I felt like, whew, yeah. red or med. And I don't know if it's the idea of 
men coming from nature initially. I don't fuck. I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> Alex Garland believes in or shit or what he thinks. I don't know. Maybe he might think hmm. we all came from trees. I don't know. I mean, well, sure. I mean, <laughs> maybe he thinks that we need to get back to nature. It could be. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Cause he starts as not, he starts as less, He's like, by the end, he is more, you know, imbued with nature. Mm-hmm. He's got fucking branches sticking out of him and then his whole face is leaves. Yeah, it's just green. And in the beginning, and he's just together. like bald and fucking cuts up and he stinks. Mm-hmm. It's like annihilation. He what? just had to bring the fucking plant, uh, plant people back. Oh, exactly. Yeah. She turns into a plant in that movie. That's true. Yeah. Boom. See? Ties, all ties together. Loves is is Alex Garland a vegetarian? Like, can we? Can it's gotta be. I look it up. Could be. This guy Probably loves a vegan. plants. He does love plants, but does he love animals? He. There are some animal deaths in this there's, movie. There's some good animal shots in this movie. He might be exclusively only eat animals. Actually. So it, here's my question, and this is a a shot that I took as the passing of time. The deer shot with yeah. the seed going into the eye and then it pans back out and it's more rotted. Mm-hmm. I took that as time had passed. A lot of time had passed. That's how I took it too. But it, in terms of like the literal plot of the movie, it didn't feel like time had passed. That's what I felt also. And but also, like I think you're supposed to. That's what I, yeah. Also, when it came out I, for a second there, I thought it was the deer's butthole. But it, <laughs> for a second, but then I realized, okay, time has passed and the eye is just yeah, a little no. more decayed. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's... I mean, it clearly, unless I'm just remembering wrong, it clearly was a doe, so it was a female uh-huh. deer. Mm-hmm. So doe, a deer, a female deer. Ray, a drop Ray, of golden sun. Drop of golden sun. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hmm. Um. Well, okay, we got to talk about potentially the most controversial part of the movie, and that is the uh, child version of Rory Kinnear. Uh-huh. Um, oh my god! Your your reaction in the theater looked awful. Audibly, you're just like that. Looks like shit, or you said yeah. something. It looked horrible. I don't watch that shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can't tell me that that looked good. It did look pretty bad. I, I mean, don't think it looked bad. I think it looked, it looked obviously horrible. okay. Didn't look bad. I think it looked obviously effects driven or something but i don't think it looked bad and i think it looked it looked like passive but off-putting and i think that's kind of the purpose i mean i'll agree with you in that they're not like trying to make it look like 100 realistic like, right like it's not a kid. man and the wasp and yeah aging michael douglas or but, something but uh, to me that's like okay to me that goes back to like the whole point of it like every man looks like Rory Kinnear, but mm-hmm. she doesn't recognize that. So it's like, what point? What at what point is like her? Is it her psyche versus like realism? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like she's just pasting his face over like every man, and that kind of is the point. And and if you're talking about that, then the effects kind of passes that. Like if I'm pasting like let's say Josh's face over every man's face that I see, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be a hundred percent realistic, but it would pass as like, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I see where you're coming from. Were they just saying that all men are the same? Sure. Yeah. I think it's more, mm, it's for her 
as somebody who has been physically abused and who has been gaslit and, you know, where her husband jumped off the roof of a building or whatever, she... Allegedly. Allegedly, yes. uh, Yes. Objection hearsay. Um, She, as a woman alone in the English countryside, you know, like every man is potentially, could be a threat. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, she's all by herself and even, you know, the nice guy... Gregory or whatever his name is. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. You know, even he could potentially be a threat. And even he does like some passive, like just the the little thing of where she goes to the bar and he he, like refuses to let her pay. Mm -hmm. Like even that, like it's it's trying to be a night. It's a nice guy thing. Like it's trying to be a nice thing, but it is sort of passive aggressive and saying, no, I'm not letting you pay. I am paying. Yeah, I'm the man. I pay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, he overpowers her and literally says, your money's no good here. Yeah, like exactly. if she tried to pay, she wouldn't even be allowed to, which is like a weird thing of saying like, I'm cutting off your ability to pay mm-hmm. Yeah, because he has this connection to the bartender, which yeah, I like, I like all that. All of that like subtle stuff is great, but like there's, it comes to a point where it's too, it is too on the nose. And I mean, where do you draw that line? It depends on your, your personality or, or your experience with, all, all of that stuff you know like if i don't know if you're living in country bumpkin like all this stuff could be totally new <laughs> to you i guess but mm-hmm. you know if you're pretty with it then i would say some of it's on the nose but uh going back to the child connection the mask we have to talk about that because it's a woman's mask that he puts on and he's the fact that he's a kid i don't know that seemed like a interesting point of view to to approach it as like where do you think the mask is because he's a kid where child where being a child he is supposed to be innocent or and it's just a mask where it's like he's going to grow up to ultimately unveil himself as all the other you know the same as the other men or how did you view the mask the woman's mask on a boy I'll let you take this one. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think anything of it. <laughs> I just fucking blew your mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I yeah, I didn't. I mean, you know, there's a lot to unpack, so I didn't really think too much about the mask. I did, in a little bit of research I did uh, on the web when we were waiting for my uh, our chicken tenders. <laughs> um, an article did pop up. I, you were supposed I, to go to the library. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, hey, he look. walked to the Jackson Library. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was. I said, I'll, give me 15 minutes. I'll be right back. Yeah, um, yeah. What? Where's the satisfaction yeah. in that? <laughs> well, no, this, <laughs> was, Got no this, this was a, this was an interview that popped up. It was an interview. Mm. Um, so it wasn't. It's, yeah, popped up. It's, hey, it's not on YouTube. Out it's of the blue. On, it's not on Reddit. It's a, a reliable source. Okay, if it's not on YouTube or Reddit, it's automatically and, satis- entertainment, entertainment Weekly reliable source. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I do believe uh, apparently it's supposed to be uh, a Marilyn Monroe mask specifically. So I don't know if there's anything with her and being like, you know, she's like, was kind of like a childlike figure almost like, you know, mm. she would talk like a baby almost. Um, I don't know. That's my, I don't know. <laughs> all right. But so just throwing Marilyn that out Monroe. there. <laughs> all right. And they do put it on the dead crow as well. That's true. That's true. I didn't. Um, I didn't. I couldn't glean anything from that. But I'm sure your boy has an explanation. Alex I Garland. I do, I'm sure, but I don't want to read about it. You want to get into Alex Garland? He doesn't even know what the fuck he's trying to say in this movie. Really? 
He says ending is totally up to interpretation. I don't even. He says I don't even know. News. I don't. I don't know if it's breaking, (laughs) but you could look it up. He's like, yeah, just take what you want from it. Like the entire ending, or yeah, I mean the ending. Besides, like the obvious stuff, like the cyclical birth and uh, you know toxic masculinity, gaslighting, all that shit. Like besides the obvious stuff, he's like, yeah, it's totally up to interpretation. And the ending, the horror stuff specifically. I could tell you is imagery wise is uh, directly inspired from Attack on Titan mm. because he wanted to go. Can you uh, give me a little drop here? I don't uh, watch that. Mm. Uh, yeah. I don't watch that shit. Okay. Boom. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it originally wanted to be more 80s body horror inspired but um didn't couldn't work it out to make it look as good so they went with the he was watching the show with his daughter and said he liked how simplistic but horrific it was because you've never seen the show right you've seen images from it yeah probably you know what the titans look like yeah maybe they're like all muscle yeah not, not, I mean, no, no, the Titans are just like overgrown humans. Some of them look like fat babies and they just like run oh. like stupidly. Okay. And that's kind of what he was going for. Like yeah. the simplistic stupidity of them, but like they're horrific to look at. And that's who he's going with, with like some of the, those ending shots of Rory Kinnear. Like, maybe, yeah, maybe I do need to watch that shit. I mean, <laughs> shit is popping right now. Yeah. I tried to watch it, couldn't get into it, but I'm. I'm tempted to rewatch it. So, anyway, uh, all the way back to all the way back to the mask thing again. Don't know what I was trying to say. Could find something completely different from this, but uh, I felt like it was supposed to be saying that a child, even a a boy's, you can't um, put the you can't put the faults of man onto a boy yet until he's like fully grown. And that's why, like, it was he was masked as a woman. Yeah, I that was my uh, male dum dum brain interpretation of it. I almost feel like, though, thematically, I mean, maybe that's just the obvious thought, but I feel like thematically it should be the opposite. Like that, where with the, where it goes in the end. Oh, like he is uh, like has the man thoughts, but he's yeah, trying that, to hide himself. Yeah, that like that's imbued in us on birth. In birth, okay. like we're just you know. It, I, I mean, that's even better. I'll take that. Fuck. Lock it in, good. baby. That's Lock good. it in. It's pretty good. That's locked in. Get Garland on the phone. Tell him that's how it ends. That's what it means. Just call him up. We figured it out, Alex. We called Bobby. We cracked the code. We'll Alex. <laughs> Who has his number? Did, did we find out is he vegetarian? Did anybody? Look I didn't that see. Up? Yeah, who? Yeah, that was your up. job. <laughs> I was looking. What have you been doing over there? I was doing research. It didn't say anything. I typed in vegetarian. Nothing I'm guessing there. he's not. Then I'm gonna guess he's not. Think for one fucking second, <laughs> idiot. If he was vegetarian, I'm pretty sure we'd know about it. I typed in Alex Garland vegetarian, and nothing came up. All right, he's not. He's definitely not. Then. Oh yeah, no, he loves the meat. <laughs> Alex Garland, he's got the meats. Um. How did you feel about the ending? It took me it took me too long, embarrassingly long, to realize that what she was doing to the man was the same thing that happened to her husband. I will say that took me quite a while. Yeah, well. I was like that, uh, when it when I finally clicked, I was like, oh god, that took way too long. Yeah. What I, do you mean specifically? 
Like his injuries when he killed himself oh, was the same thing that, that happened. Well, yeah. Well, and I, his hand was through the fucking. Yeah, I know. Smash. I know. I'm saying it was embarrassing. I'm. I'm oh, yeah. I'm willing to admit it. I'm gonna say a little less embarrassment, maybe on my part, is that the thing through the arm, mm-hmm. which I liked. Uh, oh, that sequence was yeah. The hand, him yeah, cutting the bad. hand was yeah. awesome. That was great. But <laughs> the reason I didn't connect it to um, her husband is because I actually thought it was a reference to the cinematic classic uh, film Saw Five. <laughs> when they have to do this, yeah, the, the they do the saw, that's you all, fucking love Saw Five. Yeah. So I was like, oh shit, he's calling out Saw Five. Fuck yeah, dude. You I know, like that reasoning better. That's like my least favorite Saw movie, but fuck it, dude. Like I yeah, love it. Yeah, because it's the V. Yeah. Okay. Um. So that's why it took me a while. Okay. As soon as he like, <laughs> like I could notice it, and then he like um, broke his foot, and I was like, oh, that's yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which was kind of lame because he just like stepped in and it cracked. (laughs) Yeah, I originally thought I did think a little bit when he did cut his hand. I was like, oh, that kind of reminds me of her husband, like the way. But I didn't. Yeah. Fully put the connection. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Until he broke his leg. And I was like, okay, come on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Get real. And then he actually fucking comes out. (laughs) Yeah, I did like the very end, though. Like when. So how did you feel about like, okay, so like Rory Kinnear's character births himself every iteration of himself until it's eventually her own husband like how do we feel about the very end and then, i mean it goes until you see the title this the title sequence at the end of the movie bold choice or i not? gotta say <laughs> i am over the post movie <laughs> pre-credits sequence yeah i am over i see i think i could be wrong i think uncharted did the same thing it comes it's up that the title, the end. Uh, it Uncharted, and then you have another yeah. scene. It's like, what the fuck is like? Yeah. See, I, I feel like it's usually I, at I didn't the beginning. Hate it in this one, but I was like, also I feel like, like it's at the beginning or at the end, and I feel like that's pretty common. And then, like, if you put it in the middle, that's kind of like a bold choice. Like Fresh, you ever watch Fresh? I did. Yeah. You remember when Fresh comes up, and it's like like a third of the way or or halfway through the oh, movie? Oh yeah. Well, that yeah. was just like holding off on the opening titles for. A that's long what I mean. The, but this one is like the end title comes up, and usually that's the credits roll. But this one, it's like the end title comes up, and it's like, wait, we got one more scene for But I don't remember that. I don't remember the. Oh, I don't remember there being an opening title. It never said men at the beginning. No, there, is. it, there isn't that's any. True. That's so true. That's true. I thought they were going for like opening title at the very end of the movie. <laughs> that's kind of what I took it as. They're pulling a Nolan. They're they're holding a off Nolan, the title. It's yeah. a Nolan. Yeah, total Nolan. That's what I mean. Is like it's either at the beginning or at the end. If you put it in the middle, you're trying to be bold. But anyway, that yeah, at the end, it's her husband. And he says, all I wanted was to ever love you. And it feels like a, it just, it, I don't feel like it reveals anything new. It just feels like more gaslighting, right? Yeah. Like it just feels like him being more manipulative. So yeah. there's nothing more really to glean from that. Well, I, I kind of took it as the ending. I have to say the post movie pre credit scene, maybe undercut this a little bit, but the idea of like, he comes out, and he's like, yeah, all I ever wanted to love you. And I can't remember exactly what she says, but it kind of how I took I think she it. She just says, I know. Yeah. Well, yeah. She just says, I know. Yeah. It makes it seem like, you know, not looking at it in a literal sense, but as a woman, she might be like to a point where it's just like all men are like this. I just have to accept it and deal with it. You know, I can't fight it because all men are like this sort of thing. And mm-hmm. you don't know if she's going to just accept it and just have to put up with it or if she's going to take the axe and cut its dick off like they tease 
<laughs> early on, which we never actually, you know, it was none of that. But um, but then, I don't know, I feel like the post-movie pre-credits sequence where she's outside and she's happy feels mm-hmm. like maybe it undercuts that. What could have been, in my, I might be misinterpreting, but I took it as it could have been a very dark ending. Yeah. I, I thought it was just like closure. Yeah, I kind of took it as closure as well with him, like the like the whole thing, the entire events were kind of symbolic. Although, again, something that undercuts it is the friend showing up and s- visually seeing that. So it, it, I like, thought it really happened. Really, I thought it would have been really cool if she showed up and none of that stuff. Yeah, I thought was it was even be there. Psychological. Yeah, like was... that would have been kind of cool, like for it all to be in her head. I mean, it kind of it's feels Babadook esque though. Not even Babadook, but like the fucking the thing where it wakes up from a coma. It's like, oh, it was all a dream. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't that, know if it, I would have liked that, to be honest. I totally agree, but I feel like it kind of worked. It would have worked a little bit in this movie, like where she like, I don't know. I mean, how do you feel about that being stuff being real? Like, does it make more sense? Does it make does it make it better? It being real? No. I, yeah, I don't know if it makes it better. I mean, I don't know if I needed that last scene, to be honest. I mean, Agreed. Hey, Garland got a hit credit with that, or history with that. Ex Machina, last 10 seconds. Cut that shit out 10 times better. Oh, when she's walking the outside? The Bean? Get that shit out of there. With the, was it a coffee shop or some shit? No, or The Bean, the Chicago Bean. She oh. goes to The Bean. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cut. Get that shit out of there. <laughs> I do agree. That Yeah, I remember that. That sucked. <laughs> Um, <laughs> fucking hate that. This guy's just kind of like elevator doors close on Ex Machina to black and credits roll. Ten out of ten, easily. I I think this movie, <laughs> if it had ended without that extra scene, I it would have been stronger. I, ten out personally. of ten. I, yeah, I, I mean, whoa, no. whoa, whoa. Honestly, um, whoa, we, whoa, we. Yeah. <laughs> um, shit. What? Well, I don't know what else. I got nothing. Mm, yeah, I mean, we talked about the splitting of the arm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just, you know, like the gaslighting and each character, like, you know, the priest and, you know, undercutting everything she says. And yeah, yeah, it felt like it felt like the priest stuff was the most on the nose, but like it, it also was played into the most of like what he was going for. So, like, every other character was, like, I don't know if he's hitting what he's going for, which also, now that I think back on it, hindsight is better because that's what men do is, like, it's so subtle that, like, you don't even notice it. But the priest stuff was so on the nose with that. Yeah. Like. The vicar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I was intentional or what, but compared to the other iterations of him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like some of the iterations of them too, like do they, it's weird how they come into play because are they, are they impactful or meaningful to her, to her character? Yeah. Like the one that like just runs at her. Right. Like some of those just like, I guess those are supposed to be like the most baseline stereotypical men of like just trying to attack her. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And in this, again, not to bring in outside, you know, information or whatever, but I guess this was a very old script of his as well, like a like a fi- at least fifteen years old. So, yeah. kind of feels that way, honestly. Like in this day and age, kind of feels like it was. If this was yeah. made fifteen years ago, 
kind of would be more groundbreaking than it is now. Yeah, for but sure. Something he revisited from that long ago. It does feel like a COVID-made movie as well. Like very small yeah. cast. Oh, yes, right. You know, that makes sense. Yeah. Small mono locations. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if the original script was older. I don't know if he was just like, shit, I can't make a big movie right now. What do <clears> I? Have? <throat> what do I have scrawled on the back of my grocery list here? <laughs> oh yeah, I wrote. Yeah, I wrote. I men. wrote fucking men. Yeah, well, I was on a can the other day, uh, fifteen <laughs> years ago. Yeah, I'll pull that out or something. But definitely. I, Felt like, you know, with the limitations, this is what they came up with, which I'm fine with. I mean, I think it's, you know, I think with the small cast and small locations, like, get back to basics. I liked Let's it. go. Yeah. yeah, I liked it. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I totally agree. It's, again, it's going to be a hard one to rate, but um, I can see, I could see it getting, I could see it needing more reworks and, and touch-ups, but... um. Yeah, for whatever whatever the baseline he had was it being 15 years old, it it probably is only going to get as good as, you know, something that, again, if it was made back then, probably would have been much more groundbreaking, hard-hitting than it is now. It's yeah. just not, it's never going to reach the height that it could have reached when it was fresh, but I that's mean, the price you pay. I, I just want to say again, like, Jesse Buckley is great in this, like... She her performance is great. She is not going to get the love that she deserves. Like, I mean, she's probably going to get lots of praise, but like, she is like, she really goes through. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like, I know it's a bit, but I'm not, I'm not. This is aside from the bit. Like, she really like goes through the ringer in this, and like, she's great. Like, she goes through the ringer. She goes through the ringer. What does she go through? I mean, (laughs) fuck, she's got no like Wi-Fi service. She can't get. She has a lot of emotion to portray. Yeah. But did we talk about this on air? It wasn't on air. Rory Kinnear went through the ringer. Oh, he did. He did. That's good. The birthing sequence. That's good. He said, "I mean, I, I brought it up. It was that Dirty Bird? So yeah, it wasn't on air. He he fucking had to do that shit in the nude. He was actually nude in the cold too. So like all that steam rolling off him and shit was just like his body heat. And everybody else was in winter coats, and yeah. he was." actually nude with liquid on him like freezing his ass off like where's his oscar come on leo <laughs> leo got one for revenant let's go leo got a legacy one <laughs> R- rory crenier he's he deserves a legacy award he's the next leo he's been working for yeah, he's been in like three marvel movies come on give him yeah. an oscar already I mean, I I did like the effects of that sequence for sure. Like, there's and definitely a mix of practical and yep, CG. The, yep, yeah. the effects are practical and CG also mixed, so I yeah. wanted to throw that in. But yeah, I know you guys hate the uh, kid and the child and older, or Roy Kinnear mixed, but yeah, everything else I thought, like, ugh. dude, those vaginas opening up, huge. I mean, just the fact that they went there—that was amazing. I love. I mean, like, all, even- dude, all of the dong and vagina that you see in this movie is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Where yeah. the fuck is where are you at? Everything, everywhere. Show your dick and balls. There you go. That's the secret to Kyle's success. As soon as I saw the dong, I looked over. It's Kyle. You did. Oh yeah, he yeah. did. I was like, yeah, fucking half star bump for some dong. I mean, listen, I don't want to go here, but. I mean, I, I will oh, we're agree. there already. Well, the, the fact that, I mean, I'm not going to fault this film for it because it didn't quite hit the same way. But as soon as the nude Rory Kinnear came up, I thought, oh, boy, because there's definitely with these A24 horror films, 
They all, not all, but like the idea of nude, naked, old people, you know, hereditary, midsummer. (laughs) And I was like, oh, is this going to be another one of these fucking like just old people naked worshiping the devil shit? Luckily, it wasn't. So I'm not going to go there. But that was I did have that thought. I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. Yeah. Luckily, it didn't go. It was different. But yeah, just just for the sake of it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Oh yeah, I love that stuff. So, and the uh, I, I mean, it ties back to the stone tablet too. Like, she's like the fertility goddess. You know, I feel like that ties into the the Rory Kinnear character more than the girl. So, like, if you're gonna tie that to somebody, the fertility goddess, that ties into his character more than the girl. He's so fertile that they just birth each other one after the next. Mm-hmm. Doesn't and out of the mouth, that was pretty good shit too. That was good. I did like that it was, you know, different. Every spot. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like how it was the vagina first. <laughs> you just the vagina and then the cock and balls right above it. And then it's like as back and then the mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can we cut that as a sound clip, please? Uh, <laughs> I love that shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, on no, the soundboard. I, I hey, I'm in charge, so I'll put I, it on there. I did like that sequence a lot, I will say. The, the, I do like the ending. The I mean, se- I feel like pacing-wise, it feels a little weird. And I, I think I mentioned this in the, my general thoughts, that it, it slows down at a certain point, and then you're like, where's this going? I was wondering that at the same point. I was like, okay, the beginning. W- w- even with the hand thing, I love the hand thing. But then after that, I'm like, okay, like the priest thing, I'm like, I'm out. And then it gets to that point. I'm like, okay, now I'm back yeah. in. And I was just hooked in after that. Yeah, I was a lot. I mean, it didn't lose me, but it definitely dipped a little bit when they got back to the house. Yeah. Um. But yeah, as soon as he started coming out of, you know, vaginas, that's when it like really. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> all I needed. Get that on there. Yeah. No. Yeah. When. Uh, yeah. With like the lights and everything, I feel like there's a little bit of like tropey. There's a little bit of horror cliches sprinkled in. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's intentional, but it doesn't play super well into the movie as far as like it's I don't know what it's going for like it feels like it's trying to be a horror movie but the horror cliches sprinkled in just feel like it's too much a little bit like the lights like somebody being there and then lights go out and then it's lights come back on and they're not there all of a sudden like that's like so overplayed like Mm. I, I like some of those scenes overall but I'm just saying it feels too cliche for this movie so yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, anything else to say on men? Nope. I don't think so. Well, how about we slap a star rating on this thing? What are you saying out of five stars? Uh, should I go first? Yep. I think I'll, I think I'm going to go a four. I think I'll give it a four. I'm going to go 2.5. 2.5? 2.5. 2.5. I am at a 3.5 for now. Wow. Definitely need a rewatch, but uh, yeah, probably my most inconsequential rating of the year so far. I, th- I, I don't think it could go any direction. I don't think this would go down. I think I, I feel like for me, at least I, I can't see it going down at all. Yeah, I agree. I mean, not down for me, not down from my rating is I'm trying to give it like the baseline right now. That way, if, if 
upon research, more l- things come to light and I rewatch and it's like, oh, it's clicking more. Then I can go up from there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just don't want to overrate it and then, you yeah, know, come down fair. from there. But I did find it pretty watchable. I have to say I wasn't like I didn't. think. Oh, I was definitely hooked from yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Let's get into uh, uh, micro reviews for the first time on Sons of Cinema. Huge. Huge. <laughs> um, uh, who wants to start? I got a couple things. I got nothing. Oh, of course you do. All right, Brad, should we start? I'm moving, bro. Should we, do <laughs> should we do Days of Thunder? Fucking let's do it. All right, so we watched Days of Thunder, the Tony Scott classic. What'd you think? Um, well, I saw your star rating. I definitely didn't like it as much as you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, you know, it was all right, I guess. I mean, what? <laughs> I, I did like the racing sequences quite right, a bit. Let's get into it. Yeah. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's, I really like the characters mm-hmm. did like found them to be absolutely nothing. Like, okay. But that's like every Tony Scott movie. I mean, that's, that's true, but. I don't in this one especially like it just there's like weird stuff where Tom Cruise talks about his father screwing him over financially mm-hmm. and I get that's like supposed to set up like a father son relationship with Robert Duvall yeah but yeah. I I didn't really feel like it was th- that well delivered on I will say that that relationship I, I when he said that I was like oh they're going for that relationship with him and Harry and it's like I don't really feel like I ever felt like they were at that level of yeah. a, the father son relationship, but their, uh, you know, camaraderie worked for me overall. Not as a father son, but just like as friends worked. Yeah, more so. Yeah, I mean they're both pretty good in it. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. It just like you know, yeah, the story is pretty stock. Like it's it's fine. Um, weirdly, like the weird thing I guess for me, the weirdest thing would be like the villains in the film, like Carrie Elway's. Ooh, yeah. Is like he shows up and he's supposed to be like the big guy to defeat, and he has like two lines in the movie. It's very <laughs> weird. I will agree that that's a weird setup, but I will say that I thought the the competitiveness and the like their struggle is better than like anything in Top Gun, where I I understood why they're competing against each other and like him and the uh uh. Rooker, Michael Rooker, mm-hmm. right? Like it sets them up against each other, but then that changes like halfway through the film, and then they're kind of like friends or whatever. And then it's Carrie Elway's that's he's racing against. Like I kind of liked that as a as like uh, he has one villain, you know, befriends him, and then like there's a new villain to go against. And yeah. Again, I character development. I've said this about Top Gun. I said this literally last week. Like character development, all that shit is none like there is none like you have to go in with these base assumptions of these characters and like just basically what the music and the shots give you because that's like all you have to go off of but uh i guess if we're going going off general thoughts i i like top days of thunder a lot more than top gun and if you're talking about like a like people say that Top Gun's like, oh yeah, you gotta take it as like a cheesy cliche movie. Like that's what I think Days of Thunder is. It's like cheesy is cliche, but it works. Where I, where Top Gun is cheesy and cliche, but it doesn't work as much for me. So if you embrace that about Days of Thunder, it works a lot more. Yeah, I I can't I can't comment on that. I have to revisit Top Gun, so it, I'll say that. Comparing the two, you can't. But 
just watching Days of Thunder, you could say. Yeah, I mean, it, well, it definitely feels like because, you know, it's like I've, I have seen enough of Top Gun to say that this it does feel like Top Gun Part Two, like even the sex scene is basically like. Oh, yeah. The Top relationship Gun. set up that the the relationship comes from them being like a part of the same, like them having to interact with each other because of their jobs. Yeah. Uh, him. It, he has a rivalry with a fellow like in the same league. Uh or sport or whatever, like he has a rivalry and then yeah, yeah, all that shit. It's so top gun. Like, yeah. Yeah. I have to say though, the exposition of the slingshot and mm-hmm. using Splenda packets, uh, post sex. Uh-huh. That's pretty good. It's pretty that's good. Pretty good. Yeah. That is, I did. I did like that. Um, and also like, I'm trying to think of how I can say this. Without- Which, uh, Okay, you've seen Talladega Nights, right? How much yeah. of Talladega Nights was inspired by this movie? I mean, is it, it a has, direct parody? Because I mean, John C. Riley, we have the slingshot. I that's, like I now I the, question: Is it a direct parody of Days of Thunder? I feel I like it has I to never, be. I never thought that, but it, it might be. I thought of day. I thought of Talladega Nights so many times. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's um, pretty funny. Yeah, and uh, I mean Nicole Kidman. It's it's weird because it's such an early role for her. Mm-hmm. Like she and I, I'm trying to say this in like the nicest way possible. Like. She looks like a normal person in this, and like she looks great. You know what I mean? Like it's definitely like pre any like work she had done. Yes, like, and I she love the looks use like a different person. Yep, and the use of her natural Australian accent. Yeah, great. I, I her first, not trying to do American is is awesome. Yes, because she's not good at no, it. No, not. And I was worried. <laughs> not for a while. At least. I, she's I'm, good now, but even now I don't know, quite know. But, I've seen some uh, some stuff, but um, <laughs> at first, because I'm like, it's an early career, like role of hers. I'm like, is she trying to do an American accent and just like yeah. failing so bad? But I was like, okay, she. Thankfully, she's not. Um, I mean, I, I I think at least part of your score has to be part because of the score. The score is much better the score because is very good. The score is good. I mean, obviously not comparable to his best, but uh, Hans Zimmer does the score here. And yeah, da- uh, Top Gun, uh, again, I'm comparing it to Top Gun because I just watched Top Gun, but Top Gun relies largely on a soundtrack, mm-hmm. whereas Days of Thunder is mostly score, I would say. And yeah. score, yeah, Hans Zimmer, like just doing like his electric guitar thing, it's pretty awesome on this on this uh, score here. Yeah, just it made me miss a time when, you know, scores and Hans Zimmer scores specifically like had melodies to them uh-huh. like yeah you know it's like now it's not that I dislike his scores but you know, well he's like, fucking inventing instruments now yeah yeah it's, it's he's not going totally back different. to the electric yeah he's like he used to use the uh just the guitar a lot so yeah. those riffs but uh yeah I mean I overall I really liked it I think it is cheesy I don't think the romance is amazing uh, there's some bad writing, like dialogue specific, but um, that's I feel like that kind of goes hand in hand with a lot of Tony Scott stuff and does feel very Tony Scott. I feel like this is Top Gun 2.0 done better. I think this is a lot better than Top Gun for me. I'll comment on that when I rewatch yeah, Top when you Gun. Re-watch when Top Gun. I revisit yeah. it, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I didn't dislike it. I'd probably give it a three, um, but it was Days it was, of Thunder, that is. Days of Thunder. Okay. Yeah. Well, I gave Top Gun a three. I'm. I'm going light four for Days of Thunder. I think it's not going to go above a four, but I'm comfortable with a four for now. Yeah. Minimum three and a half. This is where the, this is where the out of a hundred really comes in handy here. 
So yes, it does. You gotta go. You gotta go with that. I just yeah. Put it. Over. Yeah, I wish I had it, but <laughs> we'll not do it. We'll not commit yet. Yeah. But yeah, Days of Thunder. Um, yeah, liked it. Liked it quite a bit. I don't know. Might have just been in the mood for something light, light and fun. But yeah, I think. Also, the the racing, like the scenes, translate better than like aerial combat scenes. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you can see, you can understand what's happening like in a race scene easier than what happens in like a dog fight. You're like, okay, what the fuck am I watching in a dog fight mm-hmm. versus a racing scene? Um, and last thing on Days of Thunder, I, was, I love the scene. <laughs> I love the beginning when he gets injured. And he just drives like he just drives through the smoke like you see a crash, and then the next cut is like him getting airlifted away. <laughs> There's like no <laughs> structure to that. It's just yeah. like, oh, okay, I guess he's hurt, and then he's gone. And it's like, what the fuck happened? That was pretty good. I also uh, I like the wheelchair race in the hospital. That, <laughs> that is amazing. That actually, I was kidding. Scene. I was kidding about that scene. That was terrible. But the wheelchair racing actually is awesome. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, Josh, okay. Josh doesn't have anything else. Uh, Brad, do you have anything else you n- just dying to talk about? Um, I can mention uh, a movie I watched uh, called The Sadness. Oh hell yeah! Um, this is streaming on Shutter. Oh, Josh, what's oh, up? Oh, we already talked about it. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> I believe it is, and you know, very loosely related to uh, Alex Garland, I suppose. Very loosely, also, in that, um, definitely seems like 28 Days Later was a huge influence on this thing. Um, probably aesthetically, it's a little more pleasing than 28 Days Later. We don't, I was gonna say, we don't so have to get into that. Can you actually um, see what you're watching? <laughs> you can, yeah. Yikes. It was not shot digitally in the year 2002 or whatever. Um, yep. so this one, it's basically a, a Taiwanese zombie movie, and I use zombie with like quotes. Um, it's actually directed by a Canadian director, so it kind of feels like The Raid a little bit, where Gareth Evans, I think that was Taiwanese mm. as well, potentially? Uh, I think so, yeah. Uh, and he's like an English director. Yeah. So I don't know if there's like some text. I don't know what the what the deal is there. Um, but anyway, this guy, uh, Rob Jabaz is his name, who directed it. And uh, it's like a zombie movie, and it's basically like instead of turning into zombies... The people that get infected just become like sadists. And so they just go around like just butchering people and just like assaulting them and just like causing chaos. And it does take place like sort of like in the middle of like it's obviously supposed to be like somewhat related to COVID because like when the movie opens, like there's like a pandemic going on. And there's like doctors on TV that are like, oh, you know, this uh, virus could mutate and we don't know what could happen if it mutates. And then I guess it does mutate and they turn into these crazy sadists. Um, And I will say, if you're a fan of gore, this movie really pushes it like it is extreme. Um, There's some pretty crazy gore effects that happen in here. And um, yeah, it's 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 pretty good. It's uh, pretty watchable, like the main plot is that uh a boyfriend and girlfriend or husband and wife or whatever they are get separated one morning when this zombie outbreak happens and them trying to reunite and find each other and uh just kind of goes from there i think it dips a little bit towards the end but um yeah i mean just for like a hard hard r um horror movie i mean this is like it's like let's somebody gets fucked in the eye let's just say that like 
Like literally, literally. I'm gonna come. Yeah, they. So Kyle's all in now. Early, early in the movie, she gets her eye stabbed out, <laughs> and then the guy that stabbed out her eye later in the movie fucks her in the eye. Um, so I mean, if you real like, we're pushing it here. So if that's uh, if you think you can handle that, check it out. If not, don't don't, don't check, check it, out. it out. Don't check it out. Easily, yeah. you should see my internet search history. <laughs> It's literally just eye fucking. Yeah, well then you're going to love it fucking. You're going to love this. You're going to love this. It is I will say it, it is off screen. It is it does pan. Oh. So there's no actual like, you know. Oh. But it's implied. We're moved off the watch list. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get too excited. Lame boner so. killed. Yeah. That was my last uh watch on Shutter before canceling actually. Oh, ouch. Shutter, you hear that? Finally pulled the Shutter, plug. Shutter, are you listening? Finally pulled the plug. <laughs> better fucking make some better content. Yeah, well. Uh, okay, the only other thing I have is I watched Our Father, the Netflix true crime documentary. About, Kyle loves true crime. Yep. The man who, uh, the doctor who inseminated, I don't fucking know how many women, to Through birth a bunch of, what? Through the eye? Through the eye. Through the eye, hopefully. Um. Uh. Yeah. In artificially cut, inseminated. Cut I, I forgot this was a real thing that happened. Cut that. No. No. no that's stated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're canceled already. Oh my god! Shit. This is a doc. Yeah. I can't make any yeah. jokes. Yeah. This we're canceled. We're, so yeah. you can just join us. You're done. You're done. Um. No. But yeah. Our father. Uh. True crime doc from Netflix. Uh. I think was this wasn't this actually this was the inspiration for that Vince Vaughn movie. Which was a comedy, I believe, which is kind of fucked up if you think about. Well, is it because I he the guy in the, this doc is a doctor that does it, right? I've never seen the Vince Vaughn movie, so I'm just I asking. think he's a donor. Oh, it. okay, okay, okay. Donor. So I think he just went and what was the movie called? That makes sense. Off a lot, this movie is called Our Father. The other oh, one is called um, Delivery Man. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, okay. So yeah, this movie much more fucked up. He does it um against the women's knowledge and consent and uh. Yeah, it's just about uh, how he, you know, has a bunch of these kids who don't know they're related until basically DNA testing through the internet becomes a huge widespread thing. They discover they have all these siblings and then it becomes this uh, process of trying to convict him for these crimes, which are not even crimes yet at the time. All takes place in Indiana, very close to Michigan. So uh, kind of interesting to see in that aspect. But um, yeah, I thought it was pretty well done uh thing with true crime documentaries especially produced by netflix and somebody like blumhouse you know kind of feels like they're doing it on the low um almost as a way to like get this story out there and build some kind of hype um it is done somewhat thematically but like I always prefer those documentaries where it's like a filmmaker going in like guerrilla style and like discovering a story that's bigger than they kind of expected. And this feels very much where it's like the story is out there and they're going to milk it for what it's worth. And it doesn't have like it is mostly talking heads, not as bad as like Tinder Swindler, where it's just like so much like screen talking at screen talking at screen talking at they do a little bit of recreations. Um, they try to do their best to build like these thematic scenes out of what they have, the information that they have, but it still does feel very much like just 
info. Matter of fact, this is what it is. Uh, we're going to build this like creepy aura out of like these doctor office shots and like recreate these, like build these sets to recreate what we think his office looked like and things like that. So kind of feels fake and artificial in that sense. But there is um there is an interesting aspect to it where I wish they would have gotten more into this, but they every like sibling that is uncovered, they kind of get take like one step further into like the psyche of him where they talk about um how he was like hyper religious after like he committed this well been commit um he had this accident where and then he became super religious after the fact where how does that play into this whole scenario and then there's another aspect of uh okay well this happened and where does this uh where does this fall into legal action like is this could you define this as rape because he's artificially inseminating these women so could you technically define it as rape that's an aspect like there are these different layers that they have to the story where I wish they went deeper on each one, but at least I appreciate that they bring them up in the story. It's not just like, it's not just complete um, the bones of, of what happened. They they try to dig a little bit deeper than that, and it doesn't get too much deeper. I would say it's a, for a documentary, I'd say it's a, a light 3.5 for me. Definitely, definitely worth watching um, for the information. I don't think it's going to blow you away like, in terms of like filmmaking or or as a movie, but um, yeah, I wasn't bored. I would say watching it, so it's always good. Oh yeah, <laughs> especially for a documentary or for, I mean any movie, but yeah, uh. yeah. I mean that's what they're trying to do. I feel like that's I feel like that's kind of too much their focus on these um, true crime things, especially is we have to keep them so hooked and so interested that they don't let the they don't let the characters really like these because these people are essentially i mean everybody's a fucking character it's all a bit, it's all a bit. so yeah you gotta let them it's be themselves and <laughs> i don't know that some of that stuff they they actually do use the real life the real life person that was um she she kind of kicks off the investigation and kicks off all of the surrounding things about it she they actually use her as a uh device to like recreate scenes and like her walk they'll film like the real life girl walking down the street and like she's like looking at people like oh my god could you be my sibling could you be my sibling things like that and uh it's not you know some actress or anything like that so i appreciate that aspect of it as well using the real people yeah but uh yeah pretty interesting kind of want to check that one out i would say it's worth it it's pretty short so yeah it's it's like a it's like a 70 80 percent viewing um like attention wise that you need to commit to yeah, yeah. Not, not your not full attention but <laughs> i like those numbers yeah yeah all right that's it for me anything what you have something else uh i can mention one more thing if, yeah uh, F- r- fire it off uh, we're juicing here i watched a movie called colobus i think is how you say it not oh god i thought it was colobos that's what it looks like. It looks like Colobos, but I believe in the movie they call it Colobus. So let me just explain the title of this movie. Please. I, I did watch the making of featurette, and one of the directors said that apparently there's a monkey that's called the Colobus monkey, and this monkey has no thumbs. 
Mm. And because it has no thumbs, he can't jerk off. He can't jerk off. Um, yeah, he, he's unable to. So Poor th- monkey. that's what this is a horror movie about people that can't do that. <laughs> no, um, uh, but apparently he doesn't have thumbs, which actually helps him swing on vines better than other monkeys. Um, mm. And so apparently him and this other director, they went to the zoo and they saw this Cullibus monkey and they said, fuck, that's a cool name. Let's make a movie called Cullibus. And I guess it actually the word means like to maim or mutilate. Like that's where it mm. stems from. And since they're like, you know, they don't have thumbs. It's, I don't know. But that's what he said. He said it's all he, a bit. It was a bit. He, he admitted it was a bit from the Cullibus monkey. But anyway. This, Spell with a C. With, it was at the C for the... The monkey's a C. The movie's a K. Really? That's interesting. Don't know how I feel Huge. about that. that Huge. Is, that, is that is a difference. Um, Half-star so deduction? Yeah, already? Right. Well, I'm already pretty low. <laughs> um, so this movie, ultra low budget from 1999. Um, I believe in the making of featurette, they say it was shot for half a million. Yep, half a million it said. On. Yep. Uh, directed by Daniel Leotowicz and David Todd Okerbrick. Okerbrick. Um so basically it follows uh, five young adults, five teenagers who respond to a classified ad in the newspaper because it's 1999. And uh, the classified ad said, come like stay in this house and we're going to film you with cameras living in this house uh, for a movie or some shit or a TV show. I don't they, they don't really explain it too well, but they go to this house and they go to engage in this experiment. It's five strangers, uh, three young women, two young men. And once they're in this house, you know, they're kind of like, you know, they're they're just goofing around. The one guy is basically like a stiffler. He's trying to bang all the women. Um, you know, you got like your ditzy blonde character. You know, you got like you're hitting all the tropes here. Uh, at one point, you know, they're partying, they're dancing. One girl goes into the kitchen and she stumbles into the kitchen, and all of a sudden, a uh, um, what would you call it? Like a circular saw blade, I suppose, <laughs> just shoots up out of the kitchen counter and slices her across the torso. Slices her thumb off. Uh, no, it does not slice her <laughs> thumb off. Believe it or that not, that would have been good though. That would have been good. That would have been good. A little Easter egg. Um, and so then she falls onto the ground, and then this other like circular saw blade shoots out from like under the sink and slices her again, and. They they walk out and they see her bleeding out in the kitchen. And they're like, what the fuck's going on? And then all of a sudden the house locks down and it's like, oh shit. And they can't get out. And from there, it kind of turns into a, like a bit of like a early version of Saw. But also there's like a killer in the house that's stalking them. So it's like kind of a slasher. It's weird. It's It's not very well thought out, I don't think. Um, and it does kind of, I mean, a little bit similar to men, I guess, to get to the end. And it's like, did any of this actually happen? Like, what mm-hmm. the fuck is this all in here? Somebody's mind? What's the fuck is going on? Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's charming in how low budget it is. Like, it feels like a movie that like, you know, like you could go out and make, like, mm-hmm. it's like it kind of inspiring in that way. Like, I mean, like I'm. I didn't go b- rewind it and check, but I'm pretty sure there's a boom mic very visible in one shot. Well, like, um, and they say in the making of featurette that the house that they shoot in, it was uh, the friend of a producer and they uh, just used their house and they didn't want to like move any furniture around because it was her house. So they just mm. left everything as it was. Nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 
there's some good kills, I guess, like for the budget they work with. Um, and, you know, it is kind of like a little bit of like a little bit of playing on like taking down reality television very early in its stage. But I don't know. I mean, if you like low budget horror, Josh, you might want to check it out. I might be all in. I mean, it is low. I mean, it looks like absolute garbage. I mean, it's he's out then. He, he's out. Can't look yeah. any worse than 28 Days Later. It, I mean, it is shot on film, uh, so it might, it might look a little better than 28 Days Later. The performances are horrendous, like so bad. Um, and just like the writing is like really broad and like there's like attempts at humor that are not funny. Um, but I mean, there, there are some kind of cool, like the killer is kind of actually sort of cool. Like I'll give him some props on the killer. Um, but yeah, it's, and, and also I gotta say they were very inspired by like Dario Argento and Italian horror mm. and the opening titles I have never seen. Great. Uh, not great. <laughs> I, I've never seen a piece of score so blatantly steal from another movie mm. the opening music is I, I i mean maybe there's like a note that's different it is literally the opening titles of suspiria the original suspiria like i'm watching this i'm like man i know this music from somewhere and then it hit me i'm like this is literally suspiria mm-hmm. um so i don't know how they got away with that but they changed the one note they changed the one note, yeah. That's like, totally different song. Yeah, I mean, like, you watch The Making Of, and they're like, yeah, we love Dario Argento, we love those kind of movies, and it's like, clearly, I yeah. mean, you yeah. ripped them off. Too obvious. I mean, Too the, obvious. the guy who did the score, I think I looked it up, he went on to do, like, the Left Behind movies. And oh. So he, he had oh, a very, very successful career after this. Um, but, so. Clearly. Shit. Definitely worth the $20 I spent on the Blu-ray of this. Um but yeah, call of Yikes. us. Check call it us. out. I love it. Check it out. Uh, and, and so actually, we can we find that if we didn't spend twenty dollars on the movie? It will be streaming on Shutter starting on Mar- uh, May thirty first, I believe. There we go. Well, so it's too bad then. for you. You don't have Shutter anymore. No, that's why I have the Blu Ray. Eighty four minutes could be might be in. Could be it's, huge. It is yeah. a short runtime. You're the it only is. person that I'm followed that has watched this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so check it. I, I am shot. I'm honestly surprised at how high the ratings are. Like that three 2. is the highest 8? rating. Like, I mean, it is like, I feel like a two is generous that I gave it. Like, it okay. is really like eh, some people like that shit, though. You know, yeah, I mean, like, I, but I feel like trash. I like that shit. And like, yeah, it is. I mean, like, the, let's be honest. These are hero ratings. Like, yeah, yeah. anybody giving it, they they're like, yeah, I probably like Columbus. Or, yeah. yeah, I'm cool. Like there's when they're they have a sequence where like these people are interviewing, like they have to record a video interview to get in this house. Mm-hmm. And the ditzy blonde character is like working in a drive through and she's recording her interview like in a drive like while there's like at work. She's like working at a drive through. There's mm-hmm. a guy at the drive through window honking the horn. And he's like, what's going on? Like, hurry up. <laughs> and so she's recording this interview. And she's like, one second. And she's like, I should be part of this. But and then the guy keeps honking. And she's like, you know what? That guy, he just earned one cup of free lemonade. And then she goes to unzip her pants. Oh, yes. And then it just cuts. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, that's like the worst <laughs> bit of heat. Like, it's terrible. Um, But if you're into that. I mean, you know, it sounds. It could be good. <laughs> it could be huge. It could be huge. It sounds like it sounds like the precursor to those early two thousands horror movies that are like just as bad, but were accepted at the time. It was a little ahead of its time. I'll yeah, give it that. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of sounds like it's that. not terrible. It's not terrible. Um, 
All right. So you, you said you gave it a two. Okay. Um, that's it for me. Josh, nothing else. Nope. Brad, nothing else. Mm-mm. All right. Well, I think that wraps us up here. Uh, next week, we are tentatively talking about reviewing Top Gun Maverick. Uh, it is Memorial Day weekend, so I'm not sure if we're going to record. So, um, plan is maybe next week, Top Gun Maverick, if not the following week, or Crimes of the Future, if it's wide, right? Yeah. So, um, one of those movies, if not both, in either next week or the following week. So, look out for those. Uh, Brad, do you want to do your plugs? Uh, yeah, you can find my show. Uh, well, I mean, you might be listening to this on the feed, but if you're not, if you're listening on the Southern Cinema feed, mm-hmm. uh, I am on the Cinema Speak podcast on Twitter at the Cinema Speak, on Instagram Cinema Speak podcast. Uh, you can subscribe on YouTube as Cinema Speak, and uh, um, find us on the web at cinemaspeak.libson.com. Oh yeah! All right, if you want to send us a question or comment, you can find us on. Uh suds and cinema podcast at gmail.com you can follow us on instagram at suds and cinema podcast i am on letterbox and untapped at the kg project and i'm on both platforms at josh underscore seldana i have a twitter account you can follow me on twitter um just look me up on twitter thank you <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks for listening cheers guys <laughs>